Welcome to Big Foamy Head, show 155, The Rise of the Big Beers. And it's like the Terminator. Once they gained intelligence, they grew and took over the world. So these beers are smart beers. They must be, because they're big, and they're probably going to take over the world. And we're going to talk about two breweries that are hoping to take over the world with their beers. That is Texas Big Beer, our friend Johnny Max. And uh, New Friends, New Brewery Elevation Beer Company that's uh, launching an interesting line of beer. So we'll talk about both of them, but we're now sampling some a big beer from the largest American brewery, Sam Adams. Craft brewery. Craft, the largest well, craft brewery. Well, it's still just a tiny portion of the market. I know, but, you know, all the big ones are owned by uh, non-U.S. citizens. So, oh, you're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I missed that uh, that little yeah. tidbit. I think they are technically the largest American brewery now. I don't know. Be interesting to find out. But uh, but it's Sam Adams. If you hadn't figured it out, and we're trying uh, right the limited release beers, right? And I'm not entirely certain that Sam Adams gets the uh, respect that they really should. Um, that Boston Lager is actually a very good beer, even though it's I guess people consider it common now. So the Maybe they don't think about it as being as exciting as the the latest and greatest thing coming from uh, San Diego or wherever, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you mean within the craft know, they, beer community, they they show up at all these beer events and they're always bringing their A game. They always get the big, yeah. heavy duty uh, triple box mm-hmm. and everything, the utopias and whatnot. So we're trying. Uh, they they have this thing called a limited release series, and they uh, I've had. Th- three of them and when i say i had them i mean i held them in my hand i only got to drink one because i went to this beer event and i i sat uh you know opened all the bottles everybody brought all their bottles and set them down kind of like a buffet and i mean i opened the bottle sat it down talked to somebody for a couple minutes turned around it was gone and that's this beer that we're starting off with the Griffin's wow. Bow, a an oaked blonde barley wine, and it, it's it's pretty tasty. What do you what do you think about this? I'm liking it. It's a 10 percent alcohol. Um, it's an ale, obviously. They've got a little bit of the uh, ingredients on the salt on the side of the label. Two row Harrington, Metcalf, and Copeland Pale Malts, and Paul's Caramalt. Hops, uh, Nelson's Salvine and Zeus hops. Uh, yeast strain is Samuel Adams Ale yeast. Uh, toasted oak is special ingredient. Mm. So the hops you were talking about, those those were some sort of new ones to me. Are those the New Zealand I've, hops? Or I've heard of Zeus, but I have no idea what Nelson's Salvine is. Okay, sounds well, good though. Yeah, well, it's a very uh, it, it's it's a pale. Uh, it's not dark. It's what about a medium color? It's a gold color with a little tiny bit of copper hints and uh, lacing. When you swirl in the glass, I'm using this nice, uh, almost a wine type beer glass. And, yeah, I got uh, the same thing. Yeah, it's very good. But I'm not uh, not much of a nose. I don't know if it's my glass 
What are you? Uh, you it might be you. Maybe your snipper is broken because I'm getting quite a few aromatics off of it. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I was too far away from it with this uh, glass, but uh, yeah, I got I got a little bit, but it's not like it's overwhelming, and it's ten percent alcohol. I got a little myself. I got a a tiny little warmth from you know uh, alcohol so right, warmth, yeah, definitely. But it's got a lot of good taste, and the blind thing, of course, I'm not a fan of colors uh, in beers, but. Um, it's uh, it's really nice, and you know what I'd love to have to compare against it is as soon as he has uh, managed to get uh, some of this in bottles is uh, our friend Johnny Max's uh, flagship beer from his uh, brewery, Texas Big Beer. You can look him up on the Facebook. Uh, it's a blonde barley wine. That's what his his uh, his flagship beer i think it's his only beer he's got another uh couple in the works on his website that's the beer he's making and uh it's definitely a high alcohol texas big blonde right i think that's yeah, the uh, texas the label big that blonde got. yep that's the name of it so uh it'd be kind of interesting to compare um you know one of the largest brewers around to one of the smallest brewers around <laughs> But yeah, he's still pretty small. He's uh, he got some of those uh, plastic fermenters he's been buying, and uh, I know he's doing his own home glycol chiller, and and you know everything's on a shoestring with with that uh, situation. But uh, you know he's doing a good thing. He's he uh, launching a brewery in Texas, which is challenging apparently to get through all the legal hop, uh, hoops you have to jump through. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're not going to repeat what's already been said it, it's a good story and you need to listen to the brew bubba's podcast and they've got they go into depth on all this so we'll talk to johnny uh as he goes uh, along down the road and as soon as he sends us the obligatory sample that uh we can try some of this out we've had his beer before and we know he does a great job so i'm looking forward to that Right, he had a twenty-one percent cause of death. That's so. one of the beers he he has on his website that he says he's going to be making, and okay. that would be something if he can produce that in large quantities. Because we had it; it was good. The cause of death. So this isn't going to cause anybody to die, but it might cause you to get drunk and your pants fall off. Um, the, this blonde barley wine. This is one that could go down a little too quick. Yeah, I like the uh, self-description that they put on it. Deep, golden, bold, and vibrant. Uh, from the aroma and notes of sweet honeysuckle, pineapple, and grapefruit to richer hints of burnt sugar and toffee, this intriguing brew is full of complex flavors. The distinct character of toasted oak adds depth and contrasts the light fruit sweetness. This unique take on barley wine ale surprises as with its smoothness and balance of fruit, hop, citrus, and warming strength. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm getting. Yeah. And the color is actually very pleasing. Um, I'm not used to a barley wine that looks kind of like a lager. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's not, it's, uh, it's not light. It's not fizzy color. It's kind of a golden uh, amber color, like uh, pretty much like they described. So very tasty. I'm enjoying this immensely. So... Uh, you uh you got an event coming up. Uh yeah, it's the Avery Sourfest and um you know, it's kind of a, a big thing around here. Avery's been into the doing sours for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with their barrel project and you know, so everybody was all set, all the guys from my homebrew club and you know, we start to 
to get tickets at 9 a.m. And I was like getting this message back that, uh, you know, everything's sold out or you did something wrong or whatever. You know, they, they have these uh, human recognition software now where you have to type in like five different characters yeah. and whatever. So I assumed I was typing something wrong and I could, just kept trying and trying and trying and trying. Sure enough, the thing sold out in one minute. Mm, amazing. So they they had people like poised over the keyboard waiting. They must have. Yeah, um, yeah there's a lot of uh, bitter grapes there as far as people that didn't get their tickets on uh, Avery's site. But um, yeah. anyway, uh, it says Pucker Up Buttercup, the Boulder Sourfest, June 2nd, 2012. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Rick Bobbitt, is going to sell me his extra ticket. So good. It's all good. I get to go. But I was kind of like, wow. You know, yeah. I was right there, right on time, and uh, this beer event was gone. So it'll be interesting to see, and you need to check this, even though you're getting your own ticket. That we had the beer festival here, and uh, it was sixteen hundred tickets sold out in fifty eight minutes. When that's pretty good for uh, any type of festival to sell out, not as good as one minute. So. The thing was that as it got closer to showtime, because everybody had bought their tickets well in advance, well, life occurred, and people couldn't go. And what I noticed, and I thought, well, this is nice, they put their tickets for sale online on Craigslist, right? I put my, I couldn't go. I had three tickets. I ended up putting mine out there. Within like less than five minutes, I got 20 people wanting to buy my ticket. Now, I put mine on sale at face value. So I go and look, thinking, oh, well, did I screw up because I've got 20 people? No. Everyone was selling their ticket at face value. There were no scalpers. It was these were beer people knowing that you put this out here because it's going to be people like you that want to go. So yeah. I'll be interested to see, if you think of it, see if that occurs. Because, you know, it's not something people that you don't have hustlers out there trying to scalp tickets to the uh, the beer festivals, usually. So uh, maybe, uh, I mean, not here anyway. Be interesting to see. I can tell you that uh, part of the agreement when you buy tickets to the Great Taste in the Midwest, because it, uh, it's a charitable donation and the Sourfest is also a charitable donation, they really frown badly upon people who try to make a profit off of what they're giving to a charity, yeah. you know, different yeah. charities. So I imagine they would. Well, I'm enjoying my Griffins bow. I think, uh, this is a, a really nice, um, it's not as it's, I mean, it's, it's got some depth, but it's not like overwhelming. Like some of the barley wines It's definitely not cloying. It's not overly thick. I really like it. It's a, uh, it's a good one. It's a sipper, but, uh, it's not going to, you know, make you try and force it down like some of these barley wines. I mean, I'm really liking this, and, and I'm glad yeah. to see that my uh, fear of colors has, uh, has not kept me from enjoying this. So, I wish it wasn't in a 22-ounce bottle. Oh, yeah, and I wish no it kidding. was in a smaller bottle. You know? uh, like six ounces or something yeah, like yeah. that. That's right. If you drink that whole bottle, you're in trouble. That's why I've had members of my family sneaking in behind the microphone to get taste. As, yeah, my wife is uh, helping me with mine too. Well, so. good, good, good. It's all good. So I got a song that complements this uh, this beer, 
And I looked it up, and uh, you know how it is with some of these blues songs. You never know when they were really written. So this is one that the earliest one I can find so far is 1951 Peppermint Harris, who was kind of a blues guy who sang a lot of uh, kind of early R&B. And this is the Tab Benoit version, a little up-tempo, and it's called I Got Loaded.
So that was uh, our buddy, Tab Benoit. We love us from Tab Benoit. And, and if you go and listen to the original version, which was very cool, he took it up a notch. He took it up quite a notch. And so when I went looking for this, the reason I went looking for this was I was sitting outside enjoying the day. I didn't have anything to cook, but I had my speakers out there and I had Pandora going. And I went to the Robert Cray Pandora channel. And Robert Cray covered that song. So that's how I kind of said, oh, man, that's a perfect song for the show. And then on eMusic, they didn't have the Robert Cray version, but they did have Tab Benoit and about 8 million others. And anyway, that was the one we played. So uh, we were talking offline about uh, the, the date has come and gone for Skynet to become engaged and all the satellites to link up the machines to start getting smarter. And as you were saying that, it's like, yeah, Skynet came again. But then I realized Skynet, AKA Google. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, they're, uh, they're developing a self-driving car now. That's what I was going to say. The car and you seen the new Google glasses, the Google glasses. Those are pretty cool. Yeah. You may as well be an Android. Yeah, that's right. See, those are only the things they let you hear about. Skynet, Google, think about it. Of course, that begs the question, do Androids dream of electric sheep? That question. Which, of course, was the the basis for the movie Blade Runner, which came out about the same time as uh, our friends at Skynet, the Terminator. Yep, yep. Based on the 1968 novel by Philip K. Dick. There you go. Yeah, classic stuff. Who, do, right. who doesn't know that, right? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people do, actually. See, barley wine makes you smarter and more literate. That's what that's what I'm it, saying. There was a study that uh, alcohol makes you smarter. I forget. Beer makes you smarter, right? <laughs> you were about to say, there was a study that says uh, beer makes you smarter, but I forget who wrote it. <laughs> I forget who wrote it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, smarter beers and uh, classier beers are the theme of our uh, soon-to-be good friends at Elevation Beer Company. We need to uh, throw a shout-out to them. Right. They reached out to us, and uh, I think they're looking for a little promotion. They're uh, launching a new brewery. And and the way that they're doing this, I, I really applaud it because we were talking about Johnny Max. He's starting with his texas uh blonde barley wine much like what we're drinking now but uh these guys are launching and their first beer out of the gate is called uh, and i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right apis 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 four a dark belgian strong ale and their first bottle release in their black diamond series of seasonal seasonal specialty beers Barley wine is uh, grabbing a hold of my tongue. Uh, Apis 4 combines both Belgian candy sugar and local honey to create huge notes of dark fruit, chocolate, and caramel. First corked and caged bottle release and be available across Denver, metro area, Colorado Springs, and the high country in June. So what a beer to start with. huh? Their Facebook page looks good. They got lots of uh, barrels going and it uh, looks like they're doing some oak age stuff and they're located just outside of uh, salida where there's a annual salida beer fest which is uh quite the thing a lot of my friends go to it uh, you camp overnight and 
uh, lots of breweries show up and they do, you know do the tasting and all that. Um, so that's good. The Very place nice. to go now. Yeah. So we're looking forward. Uh, we have uh, uh, some high hopes for them and uh, hope to sample some of their wares uh, in the very near future and hear a little bit more about them. Indeed. So I'm drinking the uh, Baltic IPA, and uh, I think that we both decided we were going to crack a beer uh, after the yep. our barley wine, right? Yeah, because so. uh, I, had, I had bought, uh, like I mentioned, some of the other Sam Adam uh, uh, limited release beers, the ones that I had, I did get the Baltic IPA, but I, I moved too slow and didn't get to try it. I did, however, get my hands on Cinderbach, which is another one in their series. And you've had smoked beers before. This Cinderbach, it's a Bach beer smoked beyond reason. It I've is, had it, and I thought it was good. It is good, but it's the bottle, the big bottle. You better have about six friends to share that with because it's just yeah, a little sure. much. And, I mean, it's it's full of smoke. It's good. I enjoyed it, but uh, I couldn't drink a whole bottle of that thing. Again, that's my only complaint about the beers there in the 22-ounce bombers. Like, that's too much. I don't know if their motivation is to, you know, move the product or uh, encourage sharing. But, uh, yeah, they're big bottles. So... Uh, you you are now drinking the Baltic IPA, and tell me a little bit about uh, how good that is. Um, it's not as uh, – I was hoping it would be better, actually. Uh, I was looking for – I guess I'm getting really spoiled with these Cascadian IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had Baltic porters before, and they're very um, – you know, they're intensely warming, and they're rich, and they're dark, and, you know, they have uh, – uh, some really nice roast character to them. So I thought that maybe that's what this was going for, but uh, it's not good as an IPA, and it's not good as a Baltic Porter. See, so unfortunately, yeah. it's disappointing. That's where, when I was reading the notes about it, it starts talking about Baltic Porter. I said, wait, what? I thought it's a Baltic IPA. Well, it's so, a classic style. Right? So it's, a, yeah, okay. Well, sorry to hear that. I mean, you know, uh, it, it's something that uh, you you got to try these, and price wise, they're pretty reasonable compared to some of the others. At least here in Nashville, I think they're like six bucks a bottle or something like that. Very reasonable. And uh, well, my beer that I'm uh, having, my second one, is one of my favorite brewers because they aren't afraid to uh, speak their mind and do whatever the hell they feel like. I'm having the Jubilation Fifteen. From Hebrew and Schmaltz Brewing, and I like I like uh, the Hebrew um, idea. And the, this is their fifteenth anniversary beer. It says in Jewish tradition, fifteen marks major commemorations: Passover, Sukkot, and Tu Bishvat, the New Year from Mother Nature. All start on the fifteenth day of the Hebrew month. And uh, they even say that old is always fifteen years from now. Says Bill Cosby. We're always more anxious to be distinguished for one talent we do not possess than 15. We do forever. Mark Twain and fame. Uh, it says in the future, everyone will be world famous for 15 minutes, says uh, Andy Warhol. And uh, apparently they keep going on and on about the number 15. But where it's most important is 15 malts. 
Specialty 2 Row Vienna Munich Wheat Chocolate Crystal Rye Dark Crystal Rye Ale Caramunic 40 Carapils from Kiln Amner Chocolate Wheat Flake Spelt Flake Oats Flake Quinoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I talked to Jeremy about this beer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's going to keep trying to shove more things in for each of these celebration ales, you know. And yeah. uh, I, it might get a little ridiculous when he starts getting up around 18, 19 ingredients. But. Mm-hmm. Well, and also this is fifteen percent alcohol by volume, but I right? Tell you, and that, uh, that got, gets to be a problem too, because yeah. you, you know, you got to make get some yeast that's not yeah. going to crap out on you. So well, and he has he has fifteen hops added in fifteen editions. But I got to tell you, this is one of my favorite beers. I have bought this multiple times, Rick. Not once, not twice, multiple times. It is such a complex flavor. It's a very dense, dark, chewy beer. Yeah, and, nice. Uh, oh, man. It's like all you throw a flavor out, it's in there. It's not hoppy, but it's obviously got some hops in it in order to stand up. But it's just so complex and fun. And, uh, you know, I, I pour it for people and I say, tell me what you taste. And it's just the whole some people taste chocolate, some people raisins, some people dark cherries and all kinds of notes and stuff. So it's really Right. The dark fruit is what I normally get from yeah. it. The currants and you know, the raisins yeah. and yeah. that type of thing. But I love that. That's where and of course as the temperature uh warms up on it, you start getting more interesting notes. It's a really fun beer for people who uh have I guess gotten over the hump and starting to get into craft beers and you break this thing out and say, Tell me what you think. Very good. So, um, and it's definitely a big beer. 15%. 15% big. <laughs> yeah, yes. In anybody's book. Yeah. So very good stuff. So man. I'm going to read the uh, marketing splooge on this thing. Okay. Um, Tell us about just it. Just because it's here. You did, did all the research. I may as well look at it or read it, right? So dark and fierce, this English porter was transformed from a mild ale to a dark and complex lager that confounds definition immersed in dark roasted malts and a bold citrus hop character, these big and contrasting flavors are brought together with the smoothness of a lager for a brew that's rugged, mysterious, and full of flavor. So, uh, actually, I changed my mind. I'm not going to read all this. Um, you can uh, buy the bottle or look it up on the website. But uh, actually, I recommend saving your money on this one. Okay, so you're are you getting less turned off or less less uh, enthused with this beer as you drink it? Uh, it's, uh, I've never really developed a good uh, appreciation for it to begin with. I mean, okay. I don't. Think yeah. it's good as a multi-porter. I don't think it's good as an IPA. So, okay, there you go. Okay, well, so uh, I, I think if we go back and look at the beers that we've had, the blonde barley one would have to be your favorite of these two. It was. It was. <laughs> okay. So good effort, but and and honestly, like I was kind of you know saying that Cinder Bach, it was a little too smoky. I really wanted to cook something with it. Because, oh, my God, I could just imagine some bratwurst cooked in that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's got full of smoke. It's some good stuff. And it wasn't too bad to drink, but I wouldn't and haven't bought another. The bl- the blonde barley wine, I think I would pick up another one of these. My Jubilation uh, 15, awesome, as as usual. And uh, sorry you got the uh, dirty end of the stick there with the, uh, the Baltic IPA. Uh, it's always <laughs> worth trying. Yeah. You never know. 
All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. And uh, congratulations to the new breweries that we've talked about on our show. And Sam Adams, you put out some more good product. And, yes, he uh, did. Oh, yeah. uh, we were going to throw out the whole conversation about uh, Sam Adams brewing the American Dream. Um, go get you some money. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what were you were telling me about this? Is this like they're a borrowing it out for you? They're just trying to uh, get people to start up uh, food and beverage businesses, you know. And yeah. uh, they're just putting some seed money down. It's not much. I mean, I think uh, five hundred dollars was the lowest you can go. Oh yeah, but you know, you little to micro get, loans. To get from it's them, cool. You could get five hundred bucks from them. Okay, mm-hmm. very nice. Let's applaud these beers, these brewers, and wrap it up and call it done. Thanks again. What the hell? Two more shows after a year layoff? Who knows? We're not calling it a trend yet, but we'll see. See you next time. Drive safe. Now that your pleasure's in the paper being admired, you can have it or that you have ever desired. Welcome to the working week. Oh, I, welcome to the working week.